0: You are listening to Ideas and Leaders Podcast. I'm Elena Paventa, Executive Communication Coach and TEDx Organizer. With each episode, I'll share with you communication tips and ideas from top business leaders to help you excel in your career. Hello, welcome to the next episode of Ideas and Leaders Podcast. Today, I'm speaking with Grant Tate. Hi, Grant.
1: Hey, welcome. Uh, t- I appreciate the chance to be here. Thank you so much.
0: So, thank you so much, Grant, for joining us. Uh, Grant Tate is a servant leader, is a transformational coach, business consultant who helps people uh, learn how to thrive in our chaotic world. Grant is the CEO of Bridge Business Transformation. so Grant, I'm so happy to have you here today, and I'm looking forward to speaking about leadership with you, about the the topic that we're both passionate about. So maybe first, Grant, can you tell us a couple of words about yourself, what are uh, you doing in your work? what is your methodology of of uh, work?
1: So, I, I, our company is a small company located in Charlottesville, Virginia, USA. And we work primarily with small, growing organizations, uh, a high tech in many cases, biotech, as well as computer technology. And we try to empower people to make change. We try to identify and work with growing leaders. And one of the things I said to one of my clients this morning, when you're looking at an organization and you're, the organization needs change, the first thing you look for are the change people. I call them hot nodes, people in the network who, who are real thought leaders. And the second are the black holes, the people who are basically weighing down the organization and not pulling their weight. And if you want to really change the organization, you work with both of those ends. You try to, uh, in a short word, we say fix them or fire them. (laughs) So don't just uh, get rid of people without considering how you can help them. But uh, on the positive side, try to help the change leaders be even more effective. And therefore, we use coaching. We use uh, different elements of assessing the team we provide personal assessments which is usually quite helpful in helping people find themselves and uh, so um, and they the book i've written fits within that in a way because the two important questions that we've found are important during the pandemic mm-hmm. and those Your book are- is
0: called hand on the shoulder yeah
1: hand on the shoulder, finding freedom in the confluence of love and career.
0: Yeah.
1: So it it looks at both sides of life from a career standpoint as well as a personal standpoint. And uh, the, the aspect of finding your own freedom is one theme that evolves from the book. How do you find that freedom and what does freedom mean?
0: Yeah, this is a very interesting concept. I think uh, that uh, we, on our podcast, very often we are speaking about leadership, uh, but very often we're speaking about self-leadership, about uh, uh, the, the fact that we have to first be leaders for ourselves and only then we'll be able to manage and to lead others. So I think that I'm uh, I, I will be really interested to, to find out more about your book. Uh, but first, I wanted to ask you, Grant, about leadership. So what um, what do you think uh, is a leadership? So who who is a leader? And what are the most important characteristics of a leader in the organization?
1: Well, you know, academically, 20 or 30 years ago, a lot of researchers were trying to answer that question. They, they thought that if they could just define the characteristics of a leader, then if once we say we have those characteristics, then let's measure people against that set of characteristics. In reality, leaders fit many different categories. Some are quiet introverts, some are extroverts, some are really decisive, some are slower. And the answer is, really, it depends on the circumstance and depends on the kind of organization and the kind of styles people use. But one of the things we do in working with people is try to help them build on their strengths. Look for the strengths you have both from a skill standpoint and from your internal standpoint that uh, gives you the foundation for growth one of the things I ask leaders after I have a conversation with them before I leave the room or the conversation is, are you taking care of yourself? Now, they can have physical implications, particularly during the pandemic, right? Uh, but it also uh, asks the inner question, are you taking care of your inner self? And quite honestly, most of them, if they an- answer honestly, the answer would be no. They are sacrificing themselves for the organization, for working overtime, for doing all sorts of things that uh, are so destructive. And it's important to have that inner inner strength. And yesterday, my friend in the Netherlands asked me, oh, "What? What is? What do you mean by hand on the shoulder? What's important about that?" And the answer to that is that. It's a it's a real story in the book where a man physically puts his hand on my shoulder and the story evolves from there. But what it means from a spiritual standpoint is that hand on the shoulder are the guiding principles to your inner self. I believe that's the fundamental of good leadership. Knowing who you are, knowing the principles that guide you and knowing the kind of cultures you want to build with your people, and it it starts from there and during the pandemic, uh, we were asking people or i was people were struggling with those kinds of questions, I think the first question was, "Who am i uh, who what do I believe in?" and the second question is, "What's my role now?" And of course, the pandemic from an organizational standpoint, all the things we thought were going to happen in five years, remote work, uh, more flexible organizations, uh, reorientation of uh, trying to get a match between what people wanted and what the organization wants, those things came forward in a rush. All of a sudden, the things that people said, well, in the future, we can address these, we had to address now. And that put a lot of challenges. And what we saw is that a lot of the traditional people in leadership positions were having a lot of trouble because they, their whole philosophy of how they were doing their job was upset. So that reorientation became really important during these times. And that process is still going on.
0: Yeah, yeah. So I, it is actually it's i really like what you say that uh, it it doesn't matter what are your um character for, what's your character are you an introvert are you an extrovert um and because the most important is are you do you have this self awareness of yourself mm-hmm. and uh, therefore also awareness of others awareness of your role uh in this in this whole system, and also this uh, flexibility that uh, allows you to go through the a lot of different changes that are happening right now so based on your book um hand on the shoulder um, what uh, what are those most important questions and most important steps that we have to to go through in order to actually uh, obtain this, this uh, self-awareness as a leader?
1: Well, I think one of the important things, and this is a lesson, I it was a hard lesson for me to learn, is develop the kind of relationships around you, trusted relationships that you can have real deep conversations with, with people. Leaders, of course, if you're running a big organization, the leaders have to be very careful because others can take advantage of them. But if you, loneliness is a huge issue for top level leaders. So, have developed the kind of relationships where you can have trusted advisors that you can turn to when things really get difficult and when you get other viewpoints about difficult decisions. And if you take that that you might call the inner circle, but then what kind of relationships do you have with the people in the organization? What kind of openness do you encourage? Do you encourage people to speak up? Are you free to speak uh, up and, and talk to people in a, in a caring way? And so one of, the, one of the questions I think is important is, does my job or my role give me the freedom to be who I am? Now we we know that uh that a lot of people in a leadership position are are thinking, well, if they really discovered how incompetent I am, I would be here. <laughs> you know, the imposter syndrome. Yes. Statistically, we know that's true. And so the 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 most comfortable position you can have in an organization or in a relationship is do I have the freedom to be myself? And uh, I, that's the conversation my wife and I have had many times because uh, one of the most important gifts we give each other is that very gift. We can each be ourselves and we care about each other because we know who each other really is. We're not acting or trying to behave in some false way.
0: Yeah, it is uh, for sure. Great to have such uh, relationships as uh, um, I had conversations with um, many leaders, business leaders. It is common that the higher uh, we go in the organizational hierarchy, the less um, such uh, trusted relationships we have. Mm-hmm. And uh, we are getting more and more lonely uh, and mm-hmm. we have less uh, people that uh, can, we can really call our friends or, or or good colleagues so uh do you think that that the, there is a way how we can actually maintain those trusted relationships and at the same time moving forward in our career
1: well one of the things that we we talk about a lot when we do our personal assessments we can measure empathy for instance and, and um, so, one of the things we tell people and, uh, is slow down when you're when you're talking to someone. Just take the time to get to know them. Put your put up your antenna and listen. And uh, we have a little saying. It's like called wait, and it stands for why am I talking? now i don't know how that translates to other languages but in english it's it's a nice little acronym and and uh, one of the things that's been fascinating to me is when we measure people's uh, response for empathy practical thinking and systemic thinking people who are exceptionally high on those factors typically have a communications problem and the reason is that quick They understand things quickly, and they want to get on to the next thing. And I typically tell those people, you know, good news and bad news. Your test shows that you really understand things quickly. You're a quick learner. You make good decisions. The bad news is not everybody's like that. And that doesn't mean that the person who's not like that isn't a good worker, good performer, good companion, but they are just operating in a different sphere, different world. Take the advantage, uh, take take advantage of the situation, and t- uh, slow down, pay attention, communicate, and I think that's uh, literally true in uh, new relationships. Uh, when we do the assessments of people, they've done answered all the questions. We have the report. My target is five minutes. That after I read their report and we have them on. Uh, uh, discussion just like this one i want to establish rapport in 5 minutes because we're going to talk about things that require trust now obviously i can't go but so deep in 5 minutes but i can that 5 minute target tells me grant pay attention think about what this person is thinking how can i help them what's important and those that orientation can help set the stage
0: Yeah. Yeah. So uh, we have discussed focusing on yourself and asking uh, questions like, who am I? What do I believe in? What is my purpose? And focusing on others, on relationships and uh, not uh, uh, rather talking about yourself, but asking questions and being interested in other people. And what else do you think is is, uh, critical for uh, understanding for leaders especially in uh, during the moment of crisis that is happening right now because we have a lot of uh, um challenges for leaders right now in the business world that maybe previous leaders generations of leaders did not have and the, the expectations the challenges are much higher so what do you think uh it, what would you recommend to those modern leaders who have to lead in this um, this volatile world?
1: Well, it, one of the funny responses that quite different from what I said about the sensitivities just now is symbolic things count. When I was sent out to turn around a big software lab that was in trouble, one of the first things we did was change all the pictures in the location. You know, this, of course, was when everybody worked on a location. Big modern glass building with, uh, you know, fifty thousand feet of computers, and I walked into this building and their pictures on the wall were of 18th century sailing ships, and uh, luckily I was working for a company that had an art director. I called that person up and said, "Hey, let's let's change these to modern pictures that say we're we're under change." And actually got those done in a week, and people that were talking about, oh my gosh, what's happening around here? A new way of thinking, and uh, one of the things we're that we're experiencing right now is companies with remote workers. How do you create the culture? And those symbolic things really count. And if I'm a leader, and we're bringing people back for their first meeting, what does that reboarding? process look like? What do I do first? What do I say? How do I talk to people? How can I encourage, encourage them to get to know each other? We have for years talked about onboarding new employees, but we have to reboard everybody now. And so I think that sense of renewal is something every organization needs to think about in these times.
0: Yes, definitely. So what what are some of the ideas for such uh, symbolic things that we can do for companies that are working distantly, for teams that are uh, meeting maybe once a month or or even not meeting at all physically, because now I know that there are a lot of teams like this. So do you have any recommendations maybe from your clients? Uh, what What we can do to still keep this team energy going online?
1: Well, one of the things, of course, is uh, we, we advocate uh, morning huddles. Uh, we have a very active management system. In theory, the management system needs to be adaptable to the pace of change in the organization. We're all into rapid change now. So uh, we, we say, get, get your team together for 15 minutes in the morning, and it can be over a medium like this, Zoom or whatever works. Uh, make sure everybody understands what we're trying to do. So clarity of direction is is critically important, and then provide feedback. People need the feedback so people don't feel isolated in their own little environment. And and so that uh, and and then encourage communications the among the team themselves as well. So the people don't sit there in their own space and just Staring at the computer all day. And we know that people come in a variety, just as leaders do, so do people's work schemes. Some people need guidance about have a very organized work schedule. Others can organize their own work schedule. So we have to deal with those differences. So communications is super important. Overemphasize it now. And part of that management system is just keep people informed. But so one of my clients uh, has uh, years ago they had a laboratory uh, group and then they had a bunch of PhDs telling the lab group what to do, and they the CEO said we have a communications problem. Could you come help us? So we did a survey and I went back and said yes, uh, you have a communications problem. Here's what it looks like, and I said you know I could I could uh, set up a communication. Workshop for you and all of your people, and here's the cost. But you could you could start morning huddles, (laughs) 15 minutes a morning, and guess what? What alternative they picked? Well, they did the uh, the morning huddles, and and then put in other meetings that once a week they say what What have we done this week? What do we have to do next? And then have a monthly research agenda, and then. a month, six months later, we went back and measured again, problem gone away. And that was just an action and procedural approach to solving that problem, not some fancy seminar I could do.
0: Yeah, yeah. That's a very interesting and an inspiring example yeah. uh, that uh, we can do just a little change uh, right. and, uh, Make it constant, keep keep going, and uh, then it can change our company and our team culture and uh, and uh, people behavior also. So, um, Grant, uh, thank you so much for for uh, your uh, sharing your experience uh, with us and uh, your leadership wisdom. So, if you were to leave our listeners with uh, one. Piece of advice in the end of our conversation: What do we need to pay attention to to actually be great leaders right now uh, in in the modern world? What would it be?
1: Now I would say: Take care of yourself, know who you are, and choose your both personal and your business partners carefully and cultivate that relationship those relationships
0: great great thank you so much so Grant, if uh, our listeners want to reach out uh, to you where they can find you
1: the easiest thing is handontheshoulder.com uh, it's a site for our uh, for the book but also within that is a link to a, our coaching and development program and that will be expanding in the, on that website over the, over the coming weeks and if you want to reach out to for uh to me my uh email is on that website and that's an easy way to do that and i'd be happy to talk to anybody who would like to explore more depth
0: perfect perfect thank you so much we'll put all the links under mm-hmm. the episodes so that our listeners can immediately jump there and uh Uh, see your book and connect with you. Thank you so much, uh, so much, Grant. It was such a pleasure talking to you today.
1: Well, thank you so much. It's been a real pleasure to work with you. Thanks.
0: Thank you for listening to Ideas and Leaders podcast. Did you enjoy this episode? Let me know that you listened by tagging me in your LinkedIn profile and using a hashtag Ideas and Leaders. See you in the next episode.